How the heck are you? I'm good. I mean, we don't we don't have any water here today. I've had a kid go to the ER. Um, we had power outage for about an hour. Do you live in a third world country? Uh, some days it seems like it. Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast. Your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. Today is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Okay, I believe everyone is in the conference room. Normally, this is where I would ask, Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? But that wouldn't make sense this time, because for the first time, Adam is not in attendance today. Instead, in his place, is one of our more seasoned interns, a major contributor to the group and our show, He's also one of the capable co-hosts of the very creative, very funny show, The Pop-Up Filmcast. Please join me and welcome our good friend, Keith. Hello, this is Keith Dollar from The Pop-Up Filmcast, and this is how I talk. Welcome, and thank you for being here. Hey, absolutely. Jim, please sit down. We didn't say you could get donuts yet. Please sit down. Let's <laughs> get the meeting underway first. We'll pass them he's, around. He's always going for donuts. Mm-hmm. You've been on the show before. Yes, yes, I have. A handful of times, I think, now. Yeah, you sure have. I think I did. Well, I did a staff meeting, and I also did um, a Smorgasbord, which was one of my favorite uh, things to do uh, last year in, in 2018. I very much enjoyed that uh, episode. Welcome back. I'm really glad to have you. Yeah. We've got a busy agenda as usual. Are you ready to get started? Oh, is this an official? I thought this was just like an audition tape, because I'm, no. I'm going to co-host... I'm, did you tell Adam about this yet? Um, I, mean, I know he's not here in the meeting, but did you get? Is this going to be awkward now? Or yes, it is mm. going to be. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he doesn't listen to this episode. Yeah, he probably won't. I don't think he listens to things he's on. I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He's never listened to an episode of the show. Okay, good. Then I, I don't because I don't want it to get awkward when I just you know BSing with him myself. It'd be really weird. But yeah, I think we're uh, we should really. Uh, get rolling with i think we have a lot of business to go over so much business and we're going to start with this before we get to our planned agenda i do want to welcome another show to the podfix network podfix like a mother (laughs) we recently welcomed christopher devos who is a very active member on our show and our group and his crew from the podcast 42 today keith we -hmm. have another show to welcome to the podfix network we would like to give a warm welcome to A Dash of Science. What is that about? It's a good show. I think you'd like it. It's a podcast hosted by Christopher L. Sergio and Carrie Dykes, dedicated to the discussion of science, engineering and technology, education, and even history through the lens of science and logic in a way that everyone can participate and understand. Hmm. Everyone can participate and understand. I know that's the part that I paused on because I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge them. I'm gonna listen to their show because I understand very little about science. Although thankfully we do have a per- a person who is in charge of science in our group. We do have a science intern. We do, we do. So he would understand. I'm gonna listen to a dash of science and actually put this to the test. 
All right. I will uh, I will do the same. I'm perfectly uh you've recommended a handful of good things to me over the years, so I mean I'm willing to uh dabble around and give it a listen. Yeah, good. Me too. So welcome Podfix. Welcome to Podfix guys. Really glad to have you. And so that's uh so between uh podcast forty two and a dash of science, we since the new year started, we've added two excellent shows to the network. And there you go. Okay. Keith, why don't we talk about our top contributors? We already are, right? We're talking about me, correct? (laughs) Well, hold that thought, actually, Keith. So let's just run through them like we normally do. We'll start at 10 and go up to 1. In the 10th spot is Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery. In the ninth spot is uh, the aforementioned Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42 and, as we said, recent addition to the Podfix Network. In number eight is Laura Thompson. Number seven is Vanessa York. Number six is Brisky from Turn of Phrases and Keith, our pun turn. It, it is really hard to break into the top five. It really is. I mean, Brisky and is doing stuff all the time. Vlado, isn't that amazing? I see there all the time. And I, I, it's, it's super hard to like break into the top five. It's really hard to think of be number one two months in a row. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's almost impossible. And the people I've already mentioned, they're huge contributors to the group. They're they're frequent contributors. Although I mean they they wouldn't even be in the top ten if they weren't. But like you said, it's very difficult to get in the top five. However, let's go ahead and roll through it. Number five is a guy you're very familiar with, Jim Weir, Mm -hmm. who we're going to hear from later in the show. Number four, another guy you're very familiar with, Luke Umshide, who has been uh, taking up residence in the top five and been there for quite a long time. In fact, he has spent some time at number one. When he's not getting lost around this country. Right. other countries, he's got time to, to... When you're sitting in airports or train terminals, you have plenty of time to log into your Facebook app and chime in on these things. That's exactly right. And speaking of that, more on that later in our show. Number three is a guy you and I are very familiar with as well, a guy we call the king of the internet. Do you know who that is? Uh, that would be Mr. Varmint himself. Uh, I, the scorpion-eating scorpion eating king of... Uh, of Southern Florida. Yeah, Southern Florida. Uh, Paul Chomo. <laughs> Paul Chomo, and in the number three spot. Okay, and now we get to, to number two and number one. Now, Keith, mm. I posted something and, and warned you. I said, hey, watch out for this other person because they're competing with you for the spot that you've held for a little while. You've been in the number one spot. And so, so first of all, I just want to ask you, how confident are you that you were in the number one spot, that you are our top contributor right now? Uh, 50-50, because I actually had to go out of town for work, and I couldn't exactly <laughs> do, like, this, like I couldn't keep track of every little thing that was going on there. So probably 50-50. Okay. Well, we're going to do this like a beauty pageant. I'm just going to give the number two spot the runner-up, and then you'll know who the number one spot is. It would be a lot lower had you not said, hey, uh, so-and-so <laughs> is, is catching you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, 
I'm just I'm just, I'm gonna name the number two person, mm-hmm. and then you'll know who the number one person is. I mean, I'm number one in the hearts, even if I'm not number one in the charts. So, <laughs> do you think we should play a drum roll? No, no, no. I don't need to be that dramatic. No. Okay. I will. I will just walk off if I'm not number one. But no, no, we don't. <laughs> it's not going to be dramatic at all. No, no. no. I, I, am I think I do want a drum roll. I'm going to play a drum roll right here. Okay, Keith, the number two top contributor today is Tiff Franks, oh. which means you, Keith, are still the number one top contributor of the GBI. And you know what I think I need is I, because it's going to be hard for me to do another one. <laughs> I'm going to need LeBron James to call in. It's not going to be one. It's not going to be two. It's not going to be three. It's not going to be four. That's what I'm going to need. I'm I'm probably going to need some motivation um, from celebrities dead or alive uh, to keep me uh, in that number one spot. But this is is really amazing. I don't know if maybe you just changed your answer because I said I would walk off uh, or not. But, uh, you know, it's it's very much an honor. I think it represents why I'm here uh, as the new official co-host of the... uh, of staff meetings. That's what I think it is. Yes. Well, can I pull back the curtain a little bit for your benefit and for the benefit of the listener? Yeah, yeah. Did you happen to catch the comment that I put in the group where I just put, uh-oh? Mm, no, I did not see that one. So the, the original post where I put, hey, I'm not trying to stir things up, but Tiff is nipping at your heels. Either oh, yeah, t- yeah. I, I think today I commented, or yesterday... Might have been today. I just put uh oh. And what I meant by uh oh is that Tiff had moved briefly into the number one spot. And then I checked the standings right before I made a final, I, I let the la- last minute documented the standings right before we went on the air. And you had moved back into first place. So I'll pull back some curtains here. <laughs> uh, like two months ago, I think I dropped to number five. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I'm dropping out of the top five. <laughs> and I just went on like a massive spree of stuff for a little bit. And it is clearly it is written into uh, it's it's written me into a more seasoned internship and also to uh, to three months in, in a row. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. pretty amazing. But I just want you to know, I, I, I mean, she's not going to let up. You know that, right? I wouldn't expect her to. <laughs> I just want you to know that. That that you know in sports and in life, you know there's always there's always it's never just one person. Whoever whoever's competing hard, there's always one person to oppose them or one team to oppose the other big team. There's always another one. Unless you're Michael Jordan, then there's nobody. Unless you're Michael Jordan, that's correct. By the way, if anybody's going to call in um, to give you some encouragement, I'd really like to hear from Jack Klugman. That's who I'd like to hear from. I mean, it's usually dead celebrities. He's still currently alive, correct? Well, stay tuned for that and for more information on that in today's show. So confusing. 
<laughs> All right, let me just mention a few other really strong contributors to the group, and then we'll move on. Okay. We have uh, Brian Shampoo, Carrie McGinnis from Blazing uh, Caribou Studios, and Keith. Do you know where else she's from? Uh, Feast on History. Feast on History, that's right. Got it right. See, you tried to set me up there. I sure did. Uh, Bonnie Chomo, Scott Remfrey, who's uh, kind of our unofficial intern in charge of jokes. Corey McCord, of course, Sciencey McSciences face. The Gentleman Samurai. <laughs> That's right. Sarah Stapleton of Sarah Hacks for that and Life is Messy. Bob Haynes from the Cretans Guild. Clay Groves, Kelsey Jane, and uh, Leslie Morgan. And, you know, listen, we always say this and we always mean it. There are, there's many more great contributors to the group and we appreciate all of you. Okay, so we're just before the month of February, so we're not going to do February birthdays. We'll do those at our next meeting. Okay. And with that, we are ready to move on to our official agenda, Keith. I, I am I am ready and sitting here uh, fully prepped. Okay, so I think you're aware of a new tradition that started fairly recently, and that is the Road Trip Audio Diary. I actually was I was very tempted to call in with one recently. Oh, because you took a road trip. But it would have it would have timed with us recording, so I was like, that'd be weird. <laughs> so that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Well, you know, Jerry Orn is the one that introduced us to the concept of the road trip audio diary, and then there's been some other ones. Uh, Christopher DeVos of Podcast Forty Two, he did his trip to Target road trip audio diary. <laughs> <laughs> Not not quite as ambitious. Thousand miles of uh, driving with uh, uh, kids at new, with kids at new, various ages, um, insanely long road trips, or a trip to Target. If you have kids with you, it's about the same thing. It sounded like he took multiple trips to Target, though. Mm-hmm. Don't minimize what what Christopher did. Okay, but in any case, there's been other. Even Jerry, the the road king himself, the road warrior. I'm sorry, road warrior. Can, hold on, can, can Chris add up the amount of mileage on trips to Target uh, that he's that he's outlined for? I just want to see what we're talking about here. I would like that too. So, Chris, if you're listening, give give us an estimate. Call call back in and give us an estimate of of the total mileage you've been traveling on your road trip. Uh, that you that you documented for us compared to say what Jerry's done, which seems like thousands and thousands of miles. So in any case, our very own Adam, who is who is not with us, has created and sent in his own audio diary so that we would know what he's up to while he's gone. Are you ready? And and, and just like we do with Jerry's original audio diary, we're going to do uh, every once in a while. We're going to check in and we're going to play. A, an entry from Adam's diary. So, are you ready for the first one? Absolutely. Let's uh, let's find out where he's at and not, you know, keeping up with his duties. <laughs> That's correct. Opening the door for your opportunity. But just, just so you know, I love that guy. <laughs> I do as well. Here you go. So, guys, Lord Saunders, how I talk. It's four in the morning. On my way to the airport to go to San Francisco. The call and check in, and uh, anxious to see how TSA is going to be with the uh, the government shutdown. I will keep you informed of any strip searches or uh, anything like that as the trip progresses. The kickoff of the trip. Hope that you are well. Can't wait to hear you guys again later. All right, Dunsky. Well, there you go. 
First of all, we know it was him because he said, this is how I talk. And then he ended it the way he was supposed to by saying Dunsky's. And the other thing that stands out is he said it was four in the morning, which that sounds horrible. It does. It does. Um, so it, it says four in the morning, Tuesday. I flew uh, out of town the day before, but mid-afternoon. Much more sensible. Very easy. I was not affected by TSA. So I'm curious to see how he is uh, during these early morning travel times. A lot more people are there. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Okay. Well, let's move on. This is also something you should be very familiar with, and that's uh, polls. There's a lot of polls. So many polls. Do you know? Okay. So do you know there are times that I have held back from posting stuff because there's polling going on? (laughs) What do you mean? Why would one poll prevent another poll? Well, not not another poll, but just other things like that people would comment on because I know they're s- very much invested in them. I mean, if Paul puts up an elimination poll, I, I tend to really scale back anything that I'm doing because I know how heated that's going to be alone. Yeah, it really does. So in other words, Tiff, I could have really gotten ahead of you. Oh, now we see. <laughs> you could have run up the score. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm just not that type of person. All right. Well... I'm just going to say this as we circle back a little bit to your competition with with Tiff for the top spot in the group. She's got some stuff up her sleeve. So I think you really need to stay focused because in the upcoming months, she's she's tipped me off to some things that she's going to be doing. (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, the first poll. Okay. So the first one we're going to do is the Super Bowl. And, you know, we talked about this in a couple of earlier episodes. Well, we've reached the final showdown. And what the Super Brawl was is this is a massive showdown, a Royal Rumble of sorts, between a bunch of characters from different mythologies and origins. And it was an elimination battle to the death, last man standing. So let me just give you what the original list of competitors were. You had Doctor Who, Katniss Everdeen, Jeff the Dude Lebowski, Chuck Norris, Darth Vader, Pikachu, the Muppet Judges, Grandpa Frank and Grandma Lois, three of the Minions, Super Grover, Godzilla, Marvin the Martian, King Kong and the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. And elimination polls always have 14 competitors because then it, it's a da- it becomes a daily elimination poll that goes for two weeks. Oh, okay. I did not know that that was, a, that, that was an official rule. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's the magic behind there always being 14. So who are you rooting for in this battle? Uh, I will say, as much as other people got upset about um, Eggs Benedict being eliminated... <laughs> or mashed potatoes and french fries almost starting a civil war. Uh, well, it, ba- it basically did start a civil war. I mean, you 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 eventually got to a, a topic where I even posted that I, I may actually hate the group now. <laughs> um, oh, no. I've got nothing against... Uh, I've got nothing against Doctor Who. It's Darth Vader. He, sh- the, he should have never gotten a single vote against him the entire time through it's but it'd be st- starting from the very beginning of that list of 14 you were rooting for darth vader of course okay all right i'm, I'm just yeah. i just want to i just want to know where your allegiance was before we got into it i voted for katniss everdeen every time until she got eliminated <laughs> yeah she there are a couple you and luke really did not care for katniss everdeen no no all right look against, against lois and frank you gotta be kidding me <laughs> that's a decent point actually <laughs> Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. Okay, well, in any case, uh, I'm not going to do a full review of every round. In the end, 
it came down to Darth Vader versus the Doctor from Doctor Who. And by the way, we won't get into this, but I've never seen a single second of Doctor Who. I know it's got a huge following. I just never got around to it. I, I'm mm-hmm. very curious now, so I'm going to go back and watch it. But literally, I know it's been around, what, what has it been around for decades, Doctor Who? Like 50 to 60 years at this point. Right. Somehow I've avoided it completely, but that's another. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation for another time. Paul Chomo, the man who presides over contests such as these, sent us an audio account of the final battle. Oh, nice. It's pretty thorough, and so we're not going to play it here in the middle of the meeting, but I'm going to release it as a standalone piece of audio at the same time as the staff meeting. So you can listen to the staff meeting, and right after that, this will be available, and you can listen to Paul's audio account of the final showdown of the Super Brawl. Excellent. And I actually... uh I'm actually going to have to reach out to Paul because I actually came up with an idea for one the other day. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That I think will be, that I think will be a really good one. You talk about an elimination and, uh, poll? Yeah, yeah, an elimination poll style thing, but like a bit of a, maybe a little bit of a different theme to it. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, hold on to that. Don't say anything else. But speaking of elimination polls, I'd sent him a text message, I don't know, a few weeks ago requesting the next one. And listen, you know what happens when someone requests a poll, they get a poll. Mm-hmm. What I requested from Paul was a soup poll. So we have an official potato side dish, an official way of preparing eggs. We have an official Thanksgiving meal and an official pizza of the GBI, along with some other things that we've referenced. But now it's time to determine the official soup. Just to prepare for this, Paul ran two preliminary polls that I think you might have seen before the official poll could be, could be run. The first was to determine if chili was a soup. How did you vote in this? Well, I think that's because I specifically, I'm the one who asked, where oh, does okay. chili count? Because I saw it on the list, and I also did ask about gumbo as well. Um, I voted that chili was not soup. It is chili. It's a separate thing. It's soup and sandwich at restaurants. It's not chili and sandwich. And uh, I, I find it to be a whole different part of the menu. All right. Well, 89% of respondents agreed with you and said, no, it's either a stew or something else. Then a second preliminary poll to determine who the top 14 soups would be. And the initial list that had to be narrowed down to 14 had 41 soups on it. Okay. That's ridiculous. Nobody needs 41 soups. No. And so we, we ran a poll and the soup poll has begun. I'm not going to say anything about it here. So stay tuned for further details, but just know that it has begun. We've narrowed it down to our 14 uh, contenders and we'll report back in a future episode. All right. Yeah. Our next poll was posted by Bob Haynes of Cretans Guild. He posted, which way do you squeeze toothpaste? Do you remember this one? I did. I did, because there's the right way, and then there's just insanity. Right. So so basically, the the option A was basically like squeezing it in your fist like a toddler or, or an untrained chimp. And then B was to neatly roll it up from the bottom. Which one did you, did you vote on? So I voted roll it up from the bottom. But if I've got to be honest with you, um, I... I there, and maybe there should maybe have been a C option because I'm sure what I do is I probably squeeze it crazy like a toddler. Right. But then like every like, you know, week I'll probably be like, oh, let's let's we're grownups. You know, let's <laughs> fold this and get you it come nice to your fold up. It's a nice little tight thing here. Um, so there might have should have maybe been a C option, but I definitely voted for the the nice clean way to do it. Yeah, I did as well. Well, everyone that responded responded with B. Except for Christopher DeVos. He seems like he just wants to be a troublemaker and stir things up anyway. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. Okay. 
Uh, next poll, and this one was posted by you, Keith. Never. And and this this was a a follow up edition to your first GBI Island, which was to name if you could only have five movies on GBI Island that you had to watch. <laughs> only the only those five movies were available, and so we did that. And do you remember what they were? We did this on our New Year's Eve episode. Uh, any of the Indiana Jones movies. Yep. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Fletch. Yep, that's three out of the five. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Wow, four out of five. Nice. And oh, it was something else that was it, like there was only one comedy, and the rest were all gonna be kind of oh, um, Lord of the Rings, maybe. Wow! Yeah. Posted oh, by go. yeah, posted by Christopher DeVos was the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You, I can't believe you got all five. That's impressive. Considering I never listened to the show, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. All right, so those were the five movies that will be found on GBI Island. Now it's time for books. Over thirty different books were suggested, and so here are the five books that you will find. The only five books you'll find on Gravity Beard Island. The first was the Bible, suggested by Paul, and actually got the most votes. The second, I thought, was a very good suggestion by Jess Ann. That was Boat Building for Dummies. <laughs> the, the third one was was The Hobbit, suggested by Bob Haynes. The fourth was The Chronicles of Narnia, suggested by Dave Champa. Excellent book. And actually, that's a series. The fifth was suggested by Brisky of Turn of Phrases, and that was To Kill a Mockingbird. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Not a bad selection. No, not not bad at all. And that, as much as like the movie one, putting it up... Uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to be confident with a lot of these. Uh, there are a lot of books that people listed that I've never read before. Right. I mean, I'm familiar with all of them, but none that I, like a lot that I hadn't read before. And uh, so it was very, you know, the point of this was in addition to finding out, obviously, what the, if we're all stuck on an island, what kind of entertainment we're going to have. But also just to get a, a good insight of like, you know, the rest of the interns and, you know, kind of what their interests are and everything like that. Absolutely. No, I thought it was a great idea. I, I, I thought the movie... Uh, Paul was really fun, and I was really glad you followed up with the books. And, of course, you're the librarian in the intern library, so it makes sense that you would ask everybody about their book preferences. Well, I mean, we, I, look, we have a lot of business books, uh, work-related books in the library, but we also want to make sure that you know people have some down, you know, some nice lighter reading, um, like the Bible to check out every now and then. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Okay, the next poll was posted by Brian Shampoo, and I found this one to be curious. His poll was, "What's the which way do you prefer buttoning a shirt? Do you remember this one? I do. I do. I remember all these things. Come on, man. I'm not number one for, for no reason. <laughs> Touche. So which way do you button a shirt? Well, wait a second. Hang on a second. D- don't, don't respond because I actually remember how you responded. <laughs> I'll, just give the res- I'll just give the results and then you can, you can, um, you can share what you said. Sure. So 60% button shirts from the top down like a normal person three votes for bottom up and three for middle up now jim weir added what buttons um he was joined <laughs> by he was joined by tiff and you by the way would you like to comment on that well mine wasn't like what buttons it's i i have my shirts yes they're on a hanger i undo the top one i take off the hanger and then i pull it on over the top so you just treat button-up shirts like a pullover. Mm-hmm. And usually, if it's during the work week, which is the only time that I wear most of these button-ups, I've just taken it with me. It's laying in my car. Like, I just, I've carried along with the rest of my stuff to work. And then when I get out of the car at work, I pull it on right before I go into the office. 
You know who else would do something like that? Hmm. A first grader who doesn't have the finger dexterity to button up a shirt. Or somebody who is very good at time management knows that buttoning up a shirt, either from the top or the bottom, is a waste of actual time. All right. All right. Fair enough. Luke said that he he has two tries to correctly button his shirt, so he has to do it at least twice. And then middle up and middle down were separate options, but wouldn't that really be both? I mean, you don't really... You, I mean, you, it's not like if you're middle up, you don't just do the middle up and then not the bottom. So if you're middle up, you're also middle down, aren't you? It depends what kind of party it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the last of our polls. And before we move on, I think we should check back in on Adam's Road Trip Audio Diary. Okay. I love that guy. (laughs) Hey, what's up? This is Adam again. This is how I talk. Updates on the road. Um, Quick update on the TSA situation. It went pretty quickly. I'm actually very impressed. The shutdown continues. Not a lot going on as far as the uh, staffing is concerned, but I got to the top of though that I have is a real, real tragedy. Is that the American Club, the American Airlines Admirals Club, had none of the amenities that I'm ready for. I didn't have the freshly made toast with avocado spread. The bar was closed. There was no coffee and snacks. And you know, I'm a I'm a simple guy. I don't need much in life. I just need the amenities that I am accustomed to and expect wherever I go. Not only was all that going on, the bar was closed. So, as being who I am, I expect good breakfast, a perfectly made old-fashioned for breakfast with my toast and other such amenities. So, I can't even get my thoughts out because it's still 6 fucking 30 in the morning and... I don't have anything ready. I haven't had coffee. I haven't had my old-fashioned. I haven't had my avocado toast, which is usually perfect and delicious. Uh, and, and they didn't have any salmon for my bagel either. So, so far, off to a bad start. I'll call back later. Wow. it's It sounded, sounds like he's dealing with borderline post-apocalyptic conditions out there. Yeah, you question if I lived in a third-world country because um, I'm having... You know, water issues at my home. Uh, heaven forbid. I, I've at least got avocado toast here if I want. <laughs> you don't have basic utilities, but you do no. have avocado toast and probably the ingredients to make an old fashioned. No, that I don't. No, we don't really have much liquor in the house. So. Oh, man. How are, how are you getting by? I went out and saw a movie. <laughs> I left the house. <laughs> well, and real quickly, the listener doesn't know that right before we started recording, we were discussing how. You've had a, a series of mishaps at your house involving the loss of some utilities and, and a trip to the emergency room. And, but at least you have avocado toast, which is nice. Actually, I would actually have to look. We may not even have avocados. But <laughs> look, we're not struggling as much as Adam is, is what I'm trying to say. Well, there's no doubt about that. That's for sure. All right. Well, Adam, we wish you the best. Uh, I think he's going to check in a couple more times before the end of the meeting. So we look forward to that. Moving on from there... Your primary competition, Tiff, she posted something really funny. That um, She posted something I thought was really funny. She alerted us to a very poorly chosen hashtag used on Twitter by Iceland Foods. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd bring this to the show. 
And here's how the tweet here's how the tweet read: To celebrate Ed Sheeran's album in selected stores, we're having a pizza party. Iceland Foods, I think, is a grocery store. It says to celebrate Ed Sheeran's album in selected stores, we're having a pizza party. Just look at this deep pan photo album, and then they use the hashtag deep pan album party but when those words are mashed together into a hashtag it looks more like deep pan anal bum party yeah i mean well it said sheeran i I can easily see how that could go either way (laughs) yes so so apparently iceland foods to celebrate the release of ed sheeran's new album is is hosting at their store a deep pan anal bum party now that's a party where it is, uh, I do believe, from the middle up with your shirt. <laughs> Those are middle up people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the type of party that is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. All right. Well, Keith, you had sent me a message and you were just, I think you were just curious. You were wandering around the office and you stumbled upon something that you wanted more information about. And it turned out to be a facilities upgrade that we're making at the GBI. And what I wanted to do was go ahead and bring that to the to the show so you could share it with our listening audience. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I do believe so. This has to do with the bathrooms, correct? It does. Now, so here's the cool thing. And I know that, um, I guess it'd be me, Jim Weir, uh, Tiff, and Brisky know. I do believe we're the four seasoned interns. If I'm missing anybody else, I apologize. But uh, I think, like, I got, you sent me in the mail, like, one of those nice little key fob-like type things. That I get access to more parts of the of the gbi headquarters now. that's right mm-hmm. yeah and i happened to stumble upon like hr and facilities and stuff like that recently and and getting to see a whole bunch of new uh stuff actually specifically this was in if i remember i saw this on on uh, adam's desk uh at, at gbi and uh, at the offices it's the ronco bottomatic yes that's exactly right say goodbye to toilet difficulty with the new bottomatic easy wipe from ronco it's got an easy grip handle fully adjustable tissue cassette um, i'm not sure what that is buttock comfort at the flick of a switch and it's the ideal gift available now from all good chemists most crap ones and major branches of ww wn smiths now look we've had we've had people have issues with which way the toilet paper was coming off the rolls at the gbi headquarters um, and then with, you know, so this should handle most of that. And basically what the bottomatic is, it's a kind of like a gun looking type, uh, object. Um, it's got a roll of tissue on it, but it's also got like this nice bristle brush and, uh, you just kind of use that to clean up your backside to clean up your business. Yeah. When you're done uh, doing work there at the, uh, at the office. Yeah. I think everybody's gonna be really excited about these. Don't you? Yeah, now, if I remember right, the purchase order was only for like two or three. Well, we're just testing them out. Okay. Like, I, I didn't know if everyone was supposed to get one or if, we're, like, you and Adam have one and the rest of us are sharing one. I mean, well, you, guys have, you guys probably have much nicer things in those executive bathrooms anyway. It's a little bit like the, the human Uber. You know, we've got a team. We've got a team that we've invited folks to be part of the test team. And if it goes well, <laughs> uh, then we'll go ahead and order them for everybody. Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. They look, they look like they can go either way. They could either do really nice work, or it it may cause some serious problems as well. 
Yeah, you just don't know. That's why we've got to we've got to do a small test group and just see how it goes. Get the wrong set of bristles on this thing, and whew. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. Okay, one thing that I really enjoy about our group, and this is something that I think you're particularly good at, and that's just coming up with really creative ideas and things that we can do. And this idea actually. I was encouraged by your creativity, so I came up with this one. And that was the GBI board game. And in the thread where we discussed the GBI board game, there were lots of good ideas. I want to share Brisky's. She said, ultimately, that we do a mashup of a bunch of different games. So like trivia, uh, dares, dares to try gross foods, puns, nicknames, and more. And I actually really loved her suggestion for the name of the game. She suggests we call the GBI board game the best forking game ever. Uh, that's not too bad. There was something you guys said on last episode, a, a quote that you thought would be a good slogan. Yeah, that was, um, I think it was the, oh yeah, the, the new show Tagline, which was very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. Yeah, so I mean, I also like the fact that it could be like a very serious game about the dumbest things ever. <laughs> that's a good idea too. So, do you remember the suggestion that you made? Because I think yours, along with Brisky's, was one of the best ideas. Yeah, so my idea was kind of... So, in my mind, I'm thinking of uh, things like Life or Payday, Monopoly, and also like Shoots and Ladders all at the same time. Yeah. And basically, you would start from point A, and if it's your turn, you have to start by saying your name, and this is how I talk. And, you know, you're rolling dice and you're going through and you're doing little challenges and stuff like that, all the way to go from just being an intern to a seasoned intern. <laughs> and and different ways that you pick up golden shovels along the way. Right, right. And and also, like, there would have to be some things, like, if you, if you landed on No Thanks, I'd Rather Starve, then, like, you have to slide back, like, ten places or something along those lines. Right. And, like, a shoots and ladders type thing. So you have to kind of keep moving around to, to do th- maybe it's like a deck of cards that you have to flip through and like some of them are, are good things and some of them are, are questionable things and um, you know but all in the the attempts to finally get yourself all the way to that season in turn uh, and I think I even said like the, the last the last spot you land on says Dunskis <laughs> right you did, you did suggest that mm-hmm. I, th- I think all of those are terrific ideas I think we should adopt all of them and I, I do think that, that the board itself, it makes the most sense for it to be based on, on life, on the game of life, the board game. Because I think that allows the most flexibility to incorporate all of the other ideas that have been thrown out. Yeah, I think uh, we've played life here at the house. So, yeah, I think something along those lines where you're going to hit certain parts, you're going you know, to flip up a card and it's going to tell you, you know, something, uh, you know, maybe it's a, there's some great pun and... Obviously, I think most of the cards should have a great pun on it uh, of some sort, and that'll tell you whether like you get to advance three spots, or maybe you got five hundred extra dollars, or your other, the other people playing owe you something uh, all along the way as you're trying to uh, go from intern to more seasoned intern. Yeah, I love all those ideas. Now, you you, fl- you land on one that says um, number one contributor three months in a row. <laughs> Take that, LeBron. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to say this. I love the idea of the GBI board game. And so we've discussed a number of different things, whether it be the uh, sandwich round table or the uh, gravity beard real world or merchandise. 
there's a lot of things that we've discussed and I like all of them and we will eventually get to all of them. So just kind of as a member of the group and a listener of the show, just put this on there. This is definitely something I want to explore because we have so many smart and creative and fun people in the group that if if we could just, if we could focus on it, I think we would actually put, put together a really, really fun board game. Absolutely. 100%. I think it would be very fun. Um, Chris, are you, are you familiar with, uh, with Dr. Dre? Yes, of course. Okay. Dr. Dre at one time had this album called detox that like, Every year when I was like growing up, like throughout like my 20s and into my early 30s, like this, it was like, oh, Dr. Dre's detox is dropping this year. I think we're starting to get to that level with some of these things. <laughs> like mm-hmm, sandwich round tables coming this year. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. Right, right. I used to think I knew when some of this stuff would get addressed or when it would actually happen, but I really don't. Like, like we'd seem like we were right on the verge of doing any of or all of these things. And then they get kicked further down the road. But, but I, I like them enough that we're not going to dismiss them all together. We, we're just gonna, we're just gonna promise we're gonna get to them as soon as we can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like extra headlines uh, in a normal episode. It's, uh, right. We'll do our best to get to them yeah, at, at a future date and time of our choosing. I mean, the, the great part though is there's such a good um, creative group throughout uh, the entire intern uh, Facebook page um, and all the different people that are there that. As long as people can find time, it's an amazing group of talent that's all there that a lot of these things should be possible. I mean, at least the layout of it should not be a hard time now to get it made and actually physically <laughs> get people to buy it and stuff. That might be a little bit harder. But the uh, the creativeness that's there, I mean, you know, should be no problem with, with coming up with any of these things. Yeah, I agree completely. Okay. So here's one of our first casualties for this episode that we're not going to have time to get to. Brian Shampoo mm-hmm. posted posted something uh, a graphic called "Know Your Forking." He posted something graphic, <laughs> a little bit. It was called "Know Your Forking Crystals," and I really thought it was funny, and I wanted to dig into it, but we're already running short of time. So, Brian, I will hold on to this, and we'll discuss the different crystals in a future episode. I'm I'm dodging a bullet on this one because I think I missed this. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. Okay. It's weird because, like, I, honestly, like between the GBI and now Varmints and the Feast on History group, like that's like seventy five percent of my Facebook feed. So for me to not see something, it's very odd. <laughs> right. Oh, and then also, I will say that um, you know, I get I see posts and some things. I I end up I I throw them to Varmints or I I, I throw them over to Feast on History. As opposed to putting them in the GBI, so it's it's material that I have been spreading around. Sure, um, you know, I'm just I'm just saying it's hi Tiff. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they're all great groups, so it's fun to be part of all of them. All right, well, Keith, how about we take a brief pause and listen to the latest message from our promotional partner? Sure. All right. Well, stay tuned for more platinum level content right after this. This week's episode is brought to you by Bats Globes. Have you ever wanted a globe that was filled with everyone's favorite vampiric animal? Gone are the days of generic snow globes filled with picturesque winter scenery and photos of loved ones. With Bats Globes, our glass blowers at MacGuffin will take you into the future of spherical decor. 
We've got miniature to extra large. Bats! To fill your globes with the violent dark flutterings that every home needs. Start a collection. Scare your neighbors. Summon a demon. Have a fancy dinner party. In any and all... Bats! Related situations... Bats! Globes have got you covered in... Bats! Call 1-800-BAT-BATS. That's 1-800-BAT-BATS. And order your starter... Bat! Globe today. And we'll send you a free pack of 100 dehydrated bats to get your globe growing. Bat globes. Globes aren't just for snow anymore. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. They're not just for snow anymore. <laughs> wow. Um, now, I've already picked up my bat globes. What about you, Keith? I tried to get some uh, before Christmas, but they were all sold out. Yeah, yeah. I understand. There's been a run on them. Well, welcome back to the show. For more information about our Bat Globes, please check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network, and it can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Now, now, Keith, are you familiar with MacGuffin Industries? Uh, from the several commercials here, I've been doing more research on them and, uh, and finding out more about them. Um, it's how I stumbled upon the Bat Globes. I was... I'll be honest. When I told my mom she wasn't getting the, the, the back globe at Christmas, she did cry a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, none of the products from MacGuffin Industries seem particularly safe, but I do love all of them. Well, I'm sure they're perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody is selling anything that's not safe. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Okay, Keith, let's move on to this. And this is something that not only are you familiar with, but you're actually in charge of it. And that's the intern library. And so... You know, like a lot of things in the group, you know, people really enjoy them and they make their own contributions in addition to whoever it is that's in charge of that particular part of the group. Mm-hmm. We had some people recommend some books that I think you have on hand in the library. So Jeff Morrow suggested The Little Engine That Literally Can't Even, which I thought was a really good suggestion. My parents read it to me every night before going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Was it very discouraging like it was to most children? I, I'm a podcaster now, yes. <laughs> Speaks for the results speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, my former college roommate Brad Cranford, he uh, now I think he's trolling me. He suggested that everyone read Die Hard: The Ultimate Visual History. I know what you're doing, Brad. Now you suggested Necronomicon, which I liked. Uh, it's my first Necronomicon. It's a little, little golden book. I mean, you gotta start the kids off, at, you know, young. Absolutely, but none of those were the book of the week. The book of the week that you posted was The History of Peaking, Classic and Modern Methods. And now, I think there was a little confusion about what this book was about. I thought maybe it was about how to properly prepare Chinese food. Luke also had a good guess, but he was wrong. He thought it was about the guy who urinated across the Grand Canyon. Now, (laughs) (laughs) the the Peking, which I think there actually is a documentary, if, if not a book also, about that guy. I don't remember his name. It was Arthur something. But and Arthur should be. Yeah, yeah. But after a closer look, the book is really about voyeurism, isn't it? I do believe so. I, 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 yes. Okay. Um, All right. Well, we, 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 won't, we won't say too much about it. Uh, no. that it. Come down to the library. Say hello. As usual, after we read the book list, we always say, head down to the library, talk to Keith. He'll hook you up with this book along with a lot of other good selections. Adam took it with on his trip, so uh, you know, give him like a little time to get it back in the library, but it'll be there. Yes, it absolutely will. In addition to a great list of book recommendations, you're also doing something you haven't done up until this point, and you're holding a seminar. And the seminar is 
How to Pretend Fly. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? I mean, I'm not personally holding the seminar, but, you know, I look, we have a, we have a big group of people, um, you know, and most good offices, you know, they find things for, you know, to um, educate and, and enlighten people on things and, you know, provide uh, people opportunities for creative outlets, things like that. Uh, at work, um, they occasionally they've had a painting class. Um, they do all types of you know things to uh, stimulate everybody's mind and stuff like that. And I you know, reached out and said, "Hey guys, can we can we do something like that?" And I, I offered up a suggestion here, and HR thought it was a great idea. Um, we're gonna get uh, gonna get a group. They're coming in, and it's basically it's uh, you're kind of making your dreams come sort of true. <laughs> Learn to pretend fly, and we're gonna have some uh, very qualified. Uh, pretending to fly instructors uh, it's an integrated program of lessons in running around with your arms outstretched and going excellent excellent um, all types of pretend pretending to fly catered for uh, from the concord all the way to a robin uh, so d- no matter what you're really trying to uh, get done now uh, these people if, if anybody else is looking for them um, they're normally out at uh, the newton Willows pretend airfield Right uh, near the duck pond, but we actually got them to come into the office, and uh, you know we did some trust falls and stuff first, obviously to get get warmed up. But then uh, you know everyone you know got a good chance um, you know to do some pretend learning uh, to fly, and uh, so Chris, you've even given me the opportunity to go out and start reaching out about some other um, programs, especially some particularly in flying programs. Um, I think I passed a, a thing across your desk about a, a VR flying program yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one was very popular. So we're going to continue uh, to kind of go with that. So a couple of questions: mm-hmm. Are helmet and goggles and scarf provided? Uh, no, no, no. Your, oh. your flying attire is is of your own. I see. Okay. Um, yeah i uh, I brought a cardboard box um, to cut out to look like Snoopy's doghouse. Nice. Okay. And that's what I used, and I pretend to uh, shoot down the Red Baron the entire time. The Red Baron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The instructor didn't like that. I thought that he was the Red Baron the whole time and thought it would be nicer if I would stop that. But, uh, you know. Well, okay. So the other thing I was going to say is all of the people in our group are grown adults. <laughs> They're gr- we're grown. <laughs> They're grown in adult age. And mm-hmm. probably many of them probably had some experience up until this point pretending to fly but that just because you've done it before i don't i still think you should come down and attend the seminar because this is really going to give you a chance to hone the skills that you already have so i i I as my understanding it's it's a seminar for all all skill levels the entire range yeah and especially because most people you're like me i haven't done this in in probably two decades right right and and i'm rusty i'm rusty exactly when i was in my 20s i easily did this okay so have you had anybody sign up Oh yeah, yeah. It was very popular. Um, we had a lot of people sign up. Uh, Adam signed up and then backed out because he had this uh, this trip, right? Um, but he, did, I think he promised he'd try to do it like on his way to his uh, gate. Um, sure. I don't know if he. Sure. I don't know if he's gonna if, if we can hold him true to that because it sounds like he's having a rough time out there. Um, but yeah, we had lots and lots of people have signed up for this. It's very popular, and uh, you know, again. I you know I wouldn't even know that this was an option until I became seasoned intern. Right, right. Well, and and I think we're we're going to do some other things similar to this. You mentioned the VR, but also I'd suggested, 
And, and so you and I are talking about another one where you learn how to run without moving your arms. Yes, yes, and that's a very difficult one. Right, right. I mean, you, you, you hum chariots of fire. I do know that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yep. Um, but it's the not moving your arms part that's very difficult. Very difficult. All right, well, let's move on. And speaking of Adam, why don't we check in for his third installment of his Road Trip Audio Diary? Hey, what's up? This is Adam again. This is how I talk, of course. Well, uh, update from the road. I'm on my way back from San Francisco. I'm currently in Dallas. Oh, sorry, Luke. I uh, <laughs> I made it here just in route. So uh, good luck and keep keep going strong. I'm going to give you a little bit of, ex- of my experience so far and see if I can do it quickly. Number one, today, told the Uber driver which airline I was on, which is American Airlines. Pulls up to the Alaska terminal. I said, "No, sir, this is Alaska." So he pulls up to the next Alaska door. I said, sir, this is still Alaska. So three more doors down from the San Francisco airport, I finally made it to the American door to get out of my Uber. Number one. Number two, it was 4 a.m. So the American Airlines Admirals Club Lounge isn't open until 4.15. So because I was there early, I sat down in a chair outside the club at 4 a.m. At that time, somebody else walks up. They try to walk through the door right next to the sign that says, open at 4.15 a.m. And he just keeps trying to walk into the door. I'm not standing in the doorway. This is last from the road, folks. I'm standing in the hallway. And uh, <laughs> just got told to not stand in the doorway. In the middle of an open courtyard. Pictures to follow. So anyway, I, uh, I'm at the gate waiting patiently for the door to open. And uh, the guy was just beside himself that the... Uh, the, the lounge wouldn't open for him because he was there and he could see people inside. I was just uh, amazed at that. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, and then I just got yelled at for being on the phone in a wide open lounge area. So I hope that the rest of the uh, day is going well for you guys and I'll keep you updated to any additional drama. This is Adam. This is how I talk. Done both. Wow. Things have not gotten better for him. Well, yeah, I, he's really, I mean, it's really stressing him out because he said Dunzo, and I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, he's really out of sorts. Cl- clearly, he's not in his, in his right mind. And I'm definitely never traveling with him. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I coasted through all of my stuff. It was so easy, nice and simple. And uh, it, it just sounds like I'm, you know, again, I'm just your, you know, I'm just your lowly traveler. I'm, you know, you know I'm not rolling into any of the fancy, uh, you know, uh, special clubs for the for the flights or anything. I'm just showing up. Uh, I'm in the B level of uh, of seating for Southwest, and uh, you know I've got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle suitcase with me and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm not a seasoned professional at that, um, but man, yeah, it sounds like he's a, might be a difficult person to travel with. Yeah, there's no doubt. And didn't you tell me? And this again, this was part of our conversation before we started recording the show tonight. Didn't you say that the last time you were just hanging out at the terminal and somebody walked by, and I think it was a member of the you know employee from the airline, and just gave you a plate of avocado toast and a cocktail? Yeah, he said, "Hey, uh, nobody else eating this. Do you want this?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I got. Yeah, this is great." You're like, "Ooh, wow, jeez." We normally reserve this for our VIP members over in our pilots' lounge, but uh, you know, it's, eat up. Yeah. So I, I don't know what Adam's doing wrong, but it's just not going well for him. No, it's it's so nice. Uh, and nice and I had nice, calm, easy travel, and you know now it's. Uh, it, 
I'm just kind of glad. It sounds like he flew on the opposite days I did, <laughs> and thus I I must have just hit perfect timing. Yeah, clearly. Okay, well, best of luck to you, Adam. I, I think we're going to hear from him one more time before the end of the meeting, so I look forward to that. But until then, Keith, we have some new candidates to discuss for our current three-room apartment. In our last meeting, Mean Jean and Herb Kelleher took two of the three rooms in apartment number three. And so now it's time to discuss a candidate for that last spot. Are you ready? I'm, I'm never ready to, to discuss uh, people who have passed on, but that's I'm, I'll, I'll be prepared. All right. Well, let me just read this. Jack Klugman, the three-time Emmy Award-winning actor best known for his portrayals of slovenly sports writer Oscar Madison on TV's The Odd Couple and the title role of the murder-solving medical examiner on Quincy M.E., died on Monday at his home in Woodland Hills. He was 90. So here's a little bit about Jack Klugman. He did a bunch of work on Broadway starting in the 1950s. He earned a Tony Award nomination in 1960 for his part in Gypsy with Ethel Merman. He won his first Emmy in 1964. In 1965, he was back on Broadway replacing Walter Matthau as Oscar Madison in the original production of The Odd Couple, Neil Simon's classic comedy about two friends with polar opposite personalities who became roommates. Now, one was divorced and the other had just broken up with his wife. But that's not why Klugman landed the role of the casually sloppy Oscar Madison in the TV version of The Odd Couple opposite Tony Randall's fussy neat freak Felix Unger. I thought this was an interesting note. So Randall, who had appeared in the production of The Odd Couple with Mickey Rooney, had wanted Rooney to play Oscar in the TV series, but executive producer Gary Marshall fought for Klugman. Now, eventually Randall relented, and although The Odd Couple was not a hit when it aired on NBC from 1970 to 1975, so somehow this is a a time in TV when you could go for five seasons and the show could be unsuccessful. (laughs) But... It had a long life in syndication and forever cemented the reputation of its two stars as one of TV's great comedy teams. In fact, in TV Guide's 1999 listing of TV's 50 greatest characters ever, Felix and Oscar ranked number 12. As Oscar, Klugman won Emmys in 1971 and 1973 for outstanding continued performances by an actor in a leading role in a comedy series. So that's Klugman as Oscar Madison. He also played the title character in Quincy M.E., which aired on NBC from 1976 to 1983, and Klugman earned four Emmy nominations for his work on that show. So, Keith, based on the information I just presented, do you believe Jack Klugman is worthy of a spot in one of our three-room apartments? No. (laughs) No, I don't. Really? Well... When did he die? All right, so it's funny you would say that because there's one more thing to consider. He actually died six years ago. But with the help of Christopher DeVos, Jack Klugman has reached out on Facebook with great persistence. So although he's procrastinated horribly, would you at least consider him for a spot in one of our apartments? I mean, if if we're able to, you know retroactively do i mean we're gonna this would suddenly open the floodgates to a lot of different people (laughs) god that's a great point that i didn't think of 
that would be my that would be my only part here. Is it sound? I mean, we're we're starting this like fresh. It's not like we're gonna go back through all of history and be like, you know, uh, anybody who's died uh, could come back in. I'll be honest, I didn't. I think Jack Klugman's still alive, possibly even. Interesting. Um, it'd be great if he called in. Interesting. Uh, on the hotline, we'll give us a call because I mean, if somebody you know, it's reported they died like just this week. He died six years. Ago. Who knows? He could just be still alive and. He's the one spreading these false rumors. Well, let's do this. It is a controversial pick because mm-hmm. reportedly he died in 2012. I need Jack Klugman, a daily Jack Klugman, to call in on the GBI hotline and tell us why he should get a spot in there at this point in time. I don't disagree with you. So we're. Gonna, I think I'm going to suggest two things, and you let me know if you agree. One is we absolutely have to have Jack Klugman. If, if he's going to get serious consideration, even in spite of his very good resume, he's getting to us so late that if he's going to get any real consideration, we have to hear from him at least once on the hotline, specifically asking to be in one of the apartments. That's what the agenda of the call has to be. At least, at least one call from Jack Klugman. We probably need more. The other thing we're going to do is and I think this is only makes sense. We have to run a poll, right? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be kind of like the Hall of Fame. All right. Well, in any case, one, we need the call for sure. At least one call. And really, to me, I think we need two or three calls from Jack Klugman making a really strong case to get into one of our apartments this late. And the other thing, we're going to run the poll. For all those who are Jack Klugman fans... Uh, Christopher DeVos has kicked off a new feature in the GBI, in GBI, which you referred to, called the Daily Jack Klugman. So just search the hashtag Jack Klugman, or you can just cruise the feed in our group to enjoy each daily installment of Jack Klugman. Now here's, I'm going to throw a third option here. Oh, okay. Third option. Uh, we have a, a, a new apartment, and it's Jack Klugman, it's Quincy MD, and it's Oscar Madison. They all live together. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll... Do you think maybe we should include that as one of the options in the poll? If not, I'll just add it myself. <laughs> but either way, yeah, let's let's get the poll out there and let's run the poll. Let's wait for Jack to call and make his own case. I think you're right. It's a controversial pick. We can't just let him in under the circumstances. However, if, if not Jack Klugman, we have another candidate. Are you ready for this? Have they died within the last five years? Yes, they've died quite recently, actually. Mm, Okay. And here she is. And this was submitted by TIFF. Carol Channing's trademark platinum blonde hair framed a face that always seemed to be smiling. Her wide-eyed, innocent style belied a very savvy mind, and her voice was unmistakable. She died Tuesday morning, her publicist told Broadway World. She was 97 years old. Channing was an American actress, singer, dancer, and comedian. Known for starring in Broadway and film musicals, her characters typically radiated a fervent expressiveness and an easily identifiable voice, whether singing or for comedic effect. She began as a Broadway musical actress, starring in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes in 1949 and Hello, Dolly! in 1964, winning the Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical for the Latter. Okay, so... I definitely know who Carol Channing is. To an older generation, she's a huge name in entertainment. Keith... Does Carol Channing deserve a spot in one of our three-room apartments? 
Is Lamb Chop coming with her? I mean, I think the person that goes in, if they have any care, like if Jim Henson goes in, does he get all the Muppets? Oh, yes. Well, he at least gets Kermit. Okay. Well, let, let's just go ahead and grant that Lamb Chop can also come along, because obviously if Carol Channing dies, then so does Lamb Chop. So based on that, Carol Channing will be the third member of our third apartment, which is now made up of Mean Gene Okerlund, <laughs> the, the wrestling interviewer and commentator, Herb Kelleher, the founder of Southwest Airlines, and now Carol Channing and Lamb Chop. Yeah. And I'm also for that because uh, Tiff made the suggestion. I feel bad. I feel bad that I'm... (laughs) Okay, moving on. You are a big Chicago Bears fan. Sure, why not? And they had a pretty good season. However... The the dice, the dice were almost right. (laughs) They were. They were almost right. That's correct. However, your hopes were dashed in spectacular fashion. However, the Bears did win a Super Bowl in the mid-1980s in dominant fashion over a much different Patriots team than we know today. And out of that win came a little something we all know as the Super Bowl shuffle. Well, I've got a little treat for you, Keith. I'd like to play something for you that draws its inspiration from that original piece of 1980s sports pop culture magic. Keith, when I came across this, I thought of you specifically. So please enjoy. As a resident of Miami-Dade County, it is your right to know the names and likenesses of sex offenders living in your area. As a public service, we have created this videotape so that you and your friends and family can stay aware, stay safe, and maybe even have a little fun. Enjoy. my neighbor's kids again. What I did was not too kind, but I'm a nice guy you'll come to find. I've got a backyard and a real nice pool. Y'all should come over for a barbecue. We can make some cold drinks in my blender, but do keep in mind that I'm a sex offender. Vernon Douglas is my name. My battery arrest is what brought me fame. But there's much more to know about me. I love to dance and I love to ski. I zip and zoom on through the snow. Just strap on my boots and watch me go. But I can't ski until December. Till then I'm just a sex offender. I'm Charles Dolan, dropping (laughs) rhymes. I've been arrested seven times. I know that sounds like a lot. Three of those times were for vandalism. Feel real bad, I got caught. Might do it again, probably not. I'm not here to make pretenses. I'm here because of my sex offenses. I'm Sam Pound, I'm number one. Apologizing for what I've done. In case you were wondering what that was, I snuck into a bathroom and I... Eat no truffles, I'm just here to do the sex offender shuffle. Hey, 
everybody, I'm Laura Hughes, proving girls can do it too. And by it, I mean touch your cousin. Was it worth it? No, it wasn't. You won't find me in your child's playset, cause I gotta wear this ankle bracelet. I'm not here to go on a bender, I'm here because I'm a sex offender. Last name Bermholt, first name Mark. I'm moving in somewhere on your block. Not in a house, but in a van. If you need me to move it, I sure can. The last thing I want is any trouble. I've learned my lesson from the sex offender shuffle. I'm the one they call Arthur Chase. They said I didn't have to show my face. My first trial ended in a hung jury. If I'm found guilty, they'll unblur me. I'm not the necrophiliac Arthur Chase. That's a different Arthur Chase. I'm not here to be my own defender. I'm here because I'm possibly a sex offender. Okay, real quick, I am not like these people, okay? This is an extortion plot by my ex-wife, who's the only witness, and she's trying to take away my kids, and if... I'm not here to pack my duffel, I'm just here to do the sex offender shuffle. <laughs> State of Florida has asked us to, so is our sexual crimes to you. We were bad, but now we're good, we're moving into your neighborhood. We're obliged to admit the crimes for which we were convicted. We're not here to start no trouble. Well, there you go, Keith. So I, I, I just thought that, you know, since since your the the playoff run for your favorite football team ended early, I thought I'd do something a little nice for you. Well, for one, the sex offender shuffle itself sounds like something bad. <laughs> um, and then also, I actually have a uh, I have a copy of the Super Bowl shuffle on vinyl, and it hangs up in my uh, uh, man cave. Uh, sure, office air, whatever. You I'm, want to I'm not surprised. That's why when I came across this, I thought of you first. Hmm? Because of the. Let's make sure we're stressing because of the Bears Super Bowl shuffle. You thought of me first for that. Uh, I'm, I'm just I, I, you're the first person I thought of, so that I wanted to be. I knew you were coming on the show because of the Bears. I knew you were coming on the show, and, and, and it, I wanted to. I want to play it for you because of the bear. Yeah. So, anyways, we just have one more thing before we get to hotline messages. Oh God, we need to check in with with Adam one more time on his road trip audio diary. What's up? This is Adam. This is how I talk. All right, so it's come to a conclusion, and um, I get off the plane, and I find there's a fraud alert on my card because of a $1 charge (laughs) at some random gas station. Well, it wasn't my charge. So I spend 10 minutes on the floor of the airport going through some stuff. I am traveling internationally this week, and... They won't be able to get a credit card to me in time, but she's like, listen, I said, just please let me use this card to get uh, pay for my parking at the airport, and then we can work on it tomorrow. She says, okay, great. I'll wait 20 minutes, and then I'll deactivate your card. So then I go to pay for my parking. Card deactivated before I could pay. <laughs> so I'd like to uh, just you know wrap up this exciting conclusion of Adam's mild inconveniences. <laughs> during his trip to San Francisco um, with just to say, you know what, man, it's, it's really annoying. It's been, I've been mildly inconvenienced every single day that I've traveled this week. So, uh, <laughs> in your face, Flanders, and uh, this is Adam, this is how I talk. 
Dunbar. <laughs> wait, wait. What was that thing you said at the end? I think he said Dunbar. <laughs> so he's because he's losing his mind on this trip. So we've had uh, he said Dunsky on one, Dunzo and Dunbar. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, hey, that is the conclusion of uh, Adam's mild inconvenience road trip audio diary. It's fantastic. It really is. I he's he's on he's on the trip that I like always worry. That we're going to end up on, like, if my family goes anywhere on vacation, we have to fly. He's basically hitting exactly what I would expect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Adam, you know, since you can't be here, you've done the next best thing. Thank you so much for for sharing your mild inconveniences with us and the rest of the audience. Okay. Well, there's only one thing left to do at today's meeting, and I think you know what that is, Keith. Uh, what, what could that be, Chris? I'm, I'm not sure. I've never listened to the show before. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Uh, that would be messages from the hotline. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we got a few of those. And here is the first one. Yo, Gravity Beard, this is the Road Warrior, and this is how I thought. Quick check-in. I am at the Denver airport with a two, three-hour delayed flight to finally arrive back to Salt Lake at 1 o'clock in the morning. But to summarize this last trip, I started leaving, I left Salt Lake City and headed to Reno, Nevada on Wednesday last week after Reno and spending a few days there. I flew to Kansas City. From there I drove uh, to a suburb about an hour south and I spent two days working there. Um, Sunday night, we didn't get done working until about 2 a.m. Then from there, I drove to Lincoln, Nebraska the next day. Uh, Worked up there for a few hours. Uh, And then next day, so that would have been yesterday, Tuesday, I drove to Springfield, Illinois, and then back to Kansas City in the same day. Uh, so that was about 11 and a half hours in a car. Then I turned around and flew to Denver, Colorado this morning, drove another hour north. Now I'm back at the airport to fly home. So a full week of travel, uh, way too much travel, and uh, ready to get home. Uh, P.S. Adam mentioned that he didn't know what I do. I take care of great big aquariums, of all things. So... I have a bunch of employees all across the country, and I have to visit them once in a while. And uh, I travel for fun, but I'm not traveling for work. So there's your quick update. I will check in soon. Thank you. And thanks again for all the great podcasts that keeps me motivated going on driving and driving and driving. So you might have your own thoughts, but I have a couple before that. First <laughs> of all, he more than anyone deserves the nickname that we've most recently given him and that is road warrior i don't know any i know there's a lot of people out there that travel a lot his travel is insane and it it is if you missed it he posted in the group a graphic of off his phone of the of his traveling it's it's outrageous i think you need to have him come on on an actual episode and discuss large aquariums i agree and as a matter of fact I know, I know this is way out, but they're building one here in town. 
that he's going to be in charge of, and he he'll be coming to town. So, I think that's probably the best. Way. <laughs> Let's put this on the list of things we're going to get to <laughs> in a future episode. But Jerry Orn, the Road Warrior, will be in in town sometime in the next several months, and I'll try to meet up with him and have him on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you've uh, you've done a couple of those like you know intern deep dive uh, episodes. I am very curious to know about these uh, large aquariums. Are they all like you know public type places? Are they uh, privately owned? Does he have any like cool celebrity people? Even if you can't tell us exact names, sure. Um, you know, sure. You know, what's the craziest place that he's had to do work on one? Um, I, I would listen to an episode of that. Yeah, th- those are all great ideas. So, Jerry, for listening, and I hope you are. Let's just make an appointment for the future for when you're in town. I know you'll be super busy, but we'll try to find some time to have you on the show uh, in person. Great. Okay. Well, let's move on to our next message. Keith, how about our next message? Now let me press play. Hey, this is Chris from MGT, and I have a, I have a great idea. Instead of doing this week today, I think you should do next week today. And uh, try your Nostradamus skills and uh, then see how you match up with how things really turn out. Anyway, you know, million dollar idea, no big deal or anything. All right, take it easy. So, what he's saying is <laughs> write down birthdays from a week. Hmm. I, I kind of get an idea of what he's talking about, and I actually think it's a really good idea. Yeah. It's it's kind of a high concept episode, but I mean, listen, we're always walking around with our golden shovels, which means we're prepared to break new ground at any time. I, we have to have at least one psychic on board. I'm sure they can figure these like future things out. I mean, it's absolutely again the diversity and and depth of talent in the GBI is ridiculous. There's got to be at least like one psychic medium type person who can figure out things that could happen a week ahead of time. <laughs> just it's just a week. It's just one week. Yeah. yeah, there has to be somebody that's clairvoyant in the group. So if you are clairvoyant, call the hotline. Or if you know her. <laughs> you know, so just have you or that person, have them call the hotline at 321-465-2180, and we'll have you on the show. She already knows you're going to ask her. So. Right. She's, she's expecting your call. But anyway, that was Chris Brayton from More Good Than, another Podfix show. Chris, thanks for calling in. Podfix like a mother. <laughs> All right, here's our next message. Hello, guys. It's Tisha from Two Girls on a Bench, and I just sucked some helium, and I didn't want to waste it. So, hi. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> hi. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench, another Podfix show. And our co-host, Shauna, we're given the nickname Laverne and Shirley from uh, Nickname Intern Jim. And... Uh shameless plug but hopefully uh, potential future guests of pop-up boomcast oh excellent i'd love to hear them on there yeah, fantastic on good i hope that happens okay here's our next message hey gravity beard this is christopher devos and this is how i talk um i'm just leaving work and strange thing happened um sometimes you have celebrities that come to where i work and I'm walking down the path, and lo and behold, it's Jack Klugman, and he's eating a piece of cake. And I'm like, um, I went up to him and said, hey, Jack, um, there's a thing going around Facebook that says you're dead. And he said, I- I'm not dead. I'm standing here eating this piece of cake, clearly not dead. 
And I went, okay. And he said, well, you can catch me in Avengers Endgame. I'm, I'm in the movie, so still not dead. And I said, well, all right, well, thanks for clearing that up. So it's all clear now. All the controversy is clear. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. Wow. I almost think that might be the opposite of all the controversy is clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quite possibly. Huh. I think you're right. That really complicates things even further. Yeah. I, I really, I, it's it's very confusing to me at all. I honestly, I think he may be right. Jack Klugman is not dead. Okay, well, I'm I'm actually going to go back on what I said before. We're not going to run the poll yet because it sounds like the first thing we need to determine is if he's actually dead. So, I think the other thing that we said, the call into the hotline. I, I, I guess you don't have to call and convince us to get into the, one of our apartments because you may not be dead. Jack, you've got to call and let us know if you're actually dead. If you are dead, I, I guess we just got to clear that up first. So let's determine if Jack Klugman's dead, and and then we'll just go from there. If um, John McCain, Gerald Ford, um, George H. W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, if any of you hanging on the afterlife uh, happen to see Mr. Klugman as well, you can please tell him to call. Yeah. So we we've got we've got fans and listeners of the show in the afterlife, and of course in in actual life it, we just we somehow we need to hear from from Jack Klugman so Jack please give us a call uh, and here's our next message yes this is Jack Klugman reporting for breaking news from Sierra <laughs> Del Fuego are you kidding me where the Guinness Book of World Records has just confirmed that the largest ever mass fatality smash up has occurred along the Arctic ice wall where over one million lemmings attempting to jump off the edge of the earth, were blocked by the wall. Witnesses report that the lemmings impaled themselves in the lemming in front of them, and the result was the longest furry keychain ever seen. <laughs> Richard Gere had to be forcibly restrained at the scene. Oh, dear. In a statement issued by the Flat Earth Society, Corey McScience Face McCord stated that he had been warning us about this for some time and that the society could not be held responsible. Back to you, Otter. I, okay. Okay. Now it is very clear. I'm, that's he called in. This is how he talks. That's uh, he did not say this is how I talk. Oh. Oh. Hmm. That's an imposter then. Well, he was calling in with a report. We have a roving reporter, and our roving reporter, who at one time reported on Big Banana, among other things, and it was Jim Weir. Jim Weir is our roving reporter. It sounded very much like Jim. However, does Jimmy use aliases when he's out on when he's out on um, you know undercover? I mean, I don't know. All, all I know is, is from from the start of the show until now, the Jack Klugman thing has gotten more and more complicated. Does Jim Weir check into hotels under the name Jack Klugman? I have no idea. I don't know. All, and we should I mean, know this. The, the person that left that call, regardless of who they were, did not say this is how I talk. So there's no way of knowing. There's absolutely no way of knowing who that actually was. Uh, whether it was Jim or Jack or whoever, I'm just the Jack Klugman thing has really become a much bigger issue th- than I could have ever imagined. So we we have a lot of sorting out to do as it relates to deceased or not deceased Jack Klugman. So still, I go back to the best way to sort this out is to hear from Jack Klugman himself, using the proper protocol, letting us know whether or not he's dead or not. Yes, proper protocol is necessary. 
Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that's enough of Jack Klugman for today, but let's just listen to our next message. Hi, this is Trisha from Two Girls on the Bench. Oh, ran out of helium. And Pod Six. And this is the way I talk. Oh, nice. Which I think I forgot to say before. And I have an announcement. I need everybody's help. Sean is still missing. So I wanted to do a little bit of a something to get that word out there. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not anybody. Okay, now I need Jack Klugman on helium to call in <laughs> as well. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. But also, an observation I'd like to make is that Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench are known for calling in with their kazoo skills. Apparently, they've also added helium singing skills, which I really like. I don't know if you can play the kazoo while you're helium singing. That might be... It can't, it's like chewing, walking and chewing gum at the same time. I don't know if you can do both of them. Yeah, I don't um, think it's safe. But No, it, that, oh, uh, sucking in the helium through a kazoo, definitely not safe. <laughs> okay, well, we have one more call, and here it is. Hey guys, this is Luke. Hey, last time I was outside, uh, well, I don't know in Italy, but as you can hear, I'm in Switzerland. We're about an hour out of Zurich, and uh, I, I have no idea what they're saying. Hans, Hans, and the other uh, Jurgen. Um, I've been backpacking with them for a while, but uh, hey, once I get to Zurich, I'm gonna hop on the first plane to the stateside. Coming for you guys. No, I don't know what Spanish is. Anyhow, coming for you guys. <laughs> Man, he just keeps getting farther and farther away. You know, I'm coming for you guys. It, it, that also um, sounds very close to I'll be back again someday. <laughs> very threatening in his messages there. As I was listening to that, I had the exact same thought, and now I'm I'm wondering if if he's not coming to murder me. Well, eventually, I mean, unless the Earth is flat, which it's not, it's round. So eventually, he would still come around. Um. Anyway, road trips have really become a huge theme in the group, which I think is really fun. Some are better than others in terms of their skills of navigating where they're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly Jerry's the best. Adam seems quite terrible, but not nearly as bad as Luke. So, if anything, maybe Jerry, you know, if he's ever in one place for a little while, maybe he should hold a seminar on how to, how to successfully travel. Maybe a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe a podcast. All right. Well, I guess I just have a couple of things to wrap things up. First. There's no, there's no more calls? Nothing else to get to? Nothing we can't get to? <laughs> no. No. I, hmm. Believe it or not, we got to quite a few things. As a matter of fact... This meeting was much longer than we typically intended to be, uh, but we just had so much good material, and so I talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just couldn't, I couldn't keep uh, Keith quiet, so we apologize for that. But in any we case, the number one uh, contributor three months in a row. I mean, that's a lot of material, a lot of. You know. It is, and we didn't want to stifle you. We wanted, we wanted as much Keith as we could get. So, anyways, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We apologize for holding such a long meeting. Thanks for hanging with us. 
Yeah, and, li- and listen about Adam. You know, in, in all seriousness, uh, he really hated not being able to be here. He loves the show as much as any of us do. So we do hope that he gets home safely, and we look forward to him coming back for next week's meeting. But at the same time, Keith, this is the end of this week's meeting. We really, really appreciate you filling in for us. Hey, absolutely. I'm glad I could help. Yeah, but before you go, is there anything you want to tell us about where we can find you? Uh, you can find me online if you go to uh, Twitter. is the best place to uh, find me. At uh, Pop-Up Filmcast is our official show Twitter uh, for that show, and it's the one I'm usually most interactive with. Um, go out and check and find out uh, stuff about the show there. And also, um, like I saw Glass today, and as I watched the trailers before it, I uh, tweeted out questions and opinions on all the trailers that I saw as well. Um, so there's stuff like that, not just uh, strictly show material. Um, if you want to actually listen to the Pop-Up Filmcast, uh, we're every other Tuesday. And we come out, and again, we uh, fabricate the fictitious film festivals and movie marathons. Uh, now it's just a little bit... Uh, extra emphasis on the fictitious and it's a good time uh, one part movie podcast one part improv all part fun yes and you've been nice enough to have me on there several times it's re- like i said earlier in the episode it is really fun and really creative and if you're not listening please check out the pop-up film cast a lot of gbi interns have been on there uh, we're very thankful for it uh obviously um derek glasscock of uh, wild pitch fame and also uh being the gbi He's the co-host. I almost forgot to mention that. He's the co-host with co-most. Now, just for some credits, join us on Facebook by searching The Gravity Beard Interns. That's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 32-1465-218 and 0. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to thepodfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Please check Adam out on a delicious show called Feast on History with the great Carrie McGinnis. You can also find me on another fun show called Life is Messy with the lovely and talented Sarah Stapleton. Subscribe to both of those anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is called Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. I'd like to thank my good friend Keith for attending today. I'm your host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. Tanskis. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.